everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Europhile. I'm Catherine Rory. And I'm Kate Walker. Hi, Kate. How are you doing Hi. over there? <laughs> oh, you know, hot and bothered. <laughs> and I know and why. why is that? I can already tell you why. <laughs> why is that? Just a little show we've been watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I don't want to be like, I've been on. I've been on this. (laughs) However, this is one of my favorite shows in the entire world, universe, blessed (laughs) place we live in. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... Grand Hotel. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's a Spanish TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know, you know... Gorgeous, gorgeous girls watch Grand Hotel. <laughs> yeah. God, where do we even start? We, well, we start with one certain face. Mm-hmm. Jan Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect Kate's, angel from Kate's, this heaven. Like he's my number man. one celebrity crush. Yeah. Yeah. He For is sure. beautiful. So mm-hmm. attractive. Stunning, stunning yeah. face. Stunning bod. Um, it's. <laughs> I think for me, the show is why it was significant in my life and still probably is, is that that's how I want to be loved. That's yeah. exactly how I like utter devotion, adoration, adoration, yeah. and obsessed. And we love a slow burn. So oh, like the best burn. this is a period mm-hmm. piece from turn of the century, mm-hmm. Spain, and you know, a, a waiter and a rich girl. <laughs> a waiter, a, a, a male divide. guy. Yes. We've got um, murder. We've got intrigue. We've got yeah. lying. We've Family got drama. affairs. Yes. Pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fake pregnancies. Uh, just <laughs> like, so it's soap opera light because it feels, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not corny really because you can tell they threw money at this thing. So it's yeah. not like a, a little, it, Like you there's know, good actors. Production. There's kind of a crazy storyline. But, but it doesn't I don't feel care. crazy. If you were to describe it, it's crazy. But when it's happening, you're like, I know. oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> of course this is happening right now. But the thing, the best part of it is the slow burn romance. romance and I said to yeah. you the other, I was like, mm-hmm. we were watching it and I was like, can I, you know, you just want to bottle that feeling mm-hmm. when you like someone mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know they like you back. But nothing's happened yet. Nothing's happened yet. Yeah. And it's just like that excitement. Mm-hmm. They they it's capture palpable. that so well. Yeah. They oh, just yeah. glance at each other and you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, but I'd say like, if you haven't seen Grand Hotel, the best person or director who does this is like a, any joe wright movie yes yeah is like anna Karenina, is atonement is you know pride, um, and prejudice. pride and prejudice thank you and <laughs> like that palpable energy yeah wow. yeah delicious mm. <laughs> So that's what we've been obsessing over. That's literally the only new thing going on over here. Mm-hmm. Is we're yeah, just... we, we ordered noodles yesterday. Yeah. And just... <laughs> our heads, keeping our heads down on the couch, watching Grand Hotel. I know. Okay, Kat. Um, Shall I, I begin? It's you, honey. Okay. Uh-huh. So here we are, you know, our second episode in the month of February. So mm-hmm. we are going to continue with a Black History Month topic here. 
Mm-hmm. And we are going to France, but we are following an American in France. Oh, okay. And so turn- we did we like we did French coming to America last to time. America, and now we're going <laughs> yeah. American to mm-hmm. France. Okay. Yes. And we are going to talk about Ada Beatrice Queen Victoria Louise Virginia Smith. Queen Victoria. Yes, that's her name. I'll say it one more time because it's so good. Okay. Ada Beatrice Queen Victoria Louise Virginia Smith, otherwise known as Bricktop. Oh, honey. So okay, I'm ready. If you know Paris in the 20s, mm-hmm. you have probably heard of someone named Bricktop. Okay. So I don't know anything. Yeah, I mean, about I her. I just know who she was. I know mm-hmm. that there was a woman, a black woman from the U.S. living in Paris mm-hmm. named Bricktop. That's what mm-hmm. I knew. And so she was born August fourteenth, eighteen ninety four. We love our Leos here. Yeah, <laughs> she's a great example of this because okay. everyone loved Bricktop. Great. She was. Everything. She was a dancer, jazz singer, vaudeville star, saloon keeper. Mm, And mm -hmm. she owned the nightclub Chez Bricktop in Paris from 1924 to 1961. And she had clubs. I know. Long time. Okay. She had clubs in Mexico City and in Rome as well. So we'll get into that. I love her. (laughs) I know. She knew all the spots. Those are like my favorite cities. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the kind of person who was just fiercely adored by everyone who knew her. You know, poets, artists, busboys, mm-hmm. actors, royals, waiters, writers. Like, mm-hmm. no matter who you, what your social standing, like, you also were, like, equally adored by her. Because she didn't mm-hmm. really see a difference between a royal and a busboy. Like, mm-hmm. if you were her friend, she was there for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, nice. just one of those like really genuine, warm, fun, mm-hmm. great people that like you were lucky to know. She was born in West Virginia to a black father and a mm-hmm. mixed black mother. Um, her mother was born into slavery, so she was an enslaved woman. But, but when she was two years old, the emancipa- Emancipation Proclamation happened. So I, I don't really know like. I know, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean someone was freed immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what happened as mm-hmm. to her mother necessarily in her life. But it's thought that her mother was the child of an enslaved woman and an Irish-American enslaver. So I'm okay. just going to assume piece of garbage. Piece of garbage man. So I'm just mentioning that her... The grandfather was probably Irish because that'll happen in a second. So mm-hmm. after Ada's father died, she and her mom moved to Chicago, and it is here mm-hmm. where she got a taste for saloon life, big city life. Okay. You know, she's grown up, she's mm-hmm. seeing things, she's experiencing things, and this is also where she's given the name Bricktop for her red okay. hair that was probably inherited from her Irish grandfather. Yes. So like flaming red hair. I thought it was like she was built like a brick like a brick house. (laughs) Maybe maybe it was like a I wonder if they called redheads brick tops. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So that's this is also where she gets her lifelong nickname. 
And she begins performing at a young age. And by 16, she's part of a touring troupe on the vaudeville circuit. So Mm -hmm. she's got a taste for nightlife for Mm -hmm. performing. Mm-hmm. And when she's 20, she her performance tour brings her to New York City. And this is kind of fun. So, like, famous people are going to start entering her life. Okay. And she was at Barron's Exclusive Club, a night spot in Harlem. And she puts in a good word for this band called Elmer Snowden's Washingtonians. And okay. the club booked them. One of the members was Duke Ellington. Oh, so she, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so I think she is someone throughout her life who was good at like spotting talent and Uh like wanting to help people. And she was like in the right place to be doing that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then later on, you know, as I said, she had her own bar saloon. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, like I think she just had an eye for talent and like surrounding herself with talented people and wanting them to wanting to perform with them and for her. Mm -hmm. So. Um, her first meeting with Cole Porter, who ended up being a lifelong friend, is... Heard of him. <laughs> yeah, we love him. Um, was shared in her obituary, actually, so this is where we mm. got this information, mm. is that on their first meeting, uh, he walked into a cabaret and ordered a bottle of wine. And he turned to her and said, little girl, can you do the Charleston? And she said yes and, you know, demonstrated it for him. And he just uh-huh. exclaimed, what legs? What legs? <laughs> just, like, adored her from cool the beginning. Her. Yeah, I know. That's so nice. And uh-huh. then another quote um, with between Cole Porter and Elsa Maxwell, who I think was just, like, a gossip columnist of the time, mm-hmm. said, you know, I think Bricktop must have been a queen in a former life. And then Cole Porter says, no, an empress. Oh. So just so cute. Like, can mm. someone say that about me? Like, mm. I just love that. <laughs> and um, John Steinbeck was once thrown out of her club for, quote, ungentlemanly behavior, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Okay. And he regained her affection by sending a taxi full of roses. Okay. So just adorable. That, that works. I, like, uh-huh. I wish there were a million more little things like this because, yes. you know, that is just so fun. Mm-hmm. It paints a picture. I can see mm-hmm. it clearly. By 1924, she's in Paris, and Cole Porter is the one kind of hosting the parties of the time. Okay. And as Pricktop called his lovely parties, and she he would hire her as the entertainer, and you know he would she would teach the guests all the new dances, the Charleston things like that. Mm -hmm. At the age of 28, she was invited to sing at a club in Montmartre called Le Grand Duc which was mm-hmm. owned by Eugene Bullard, um, who I'd never heard of. He I don't know who that is. He is the first black military pilot who flew for France, but he was American. So Wait. I, I have heard of him. Well, I'm, I was I, like, I need to know more, more about this yes, guy another and time. and then he came back, I think, to the U.S. Okay. And then I was like, why? Yeah, why? Why did you... Yeah. Yeah, but I was... There's so many people who I was found out about reading in this and I was like okay this is fascinating people that you know I'm sure someday we'll talk about there's so, yeah there's something there mm-hmm. and at Le Grand Duke Club she befriended Langston Hughes we all know mm-hmm. um, who was then a struggling poet who worked <laughs> alongside her as a dishwasher and busboy oh yeah 
So just wow, like, Paris is really Paris happening. Paris in the 20s. Yeah. Come on. Like, <laughs> I, it's so romanticized in my head, but I just love it. Mm. And later, Langston said, You liked Bricktop right away. She liked everybody and made everybody like her. She was the toast of Montmartre with dukes and princes at her tables. Mm. Mm-hmm. And in Paris, she began like operating and managing clubs where she performed. Mm-hmm. including the music box and then the the Grand Duke. And then she opened up a oh God, club. God, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, she loved it, I guess. It was her thing. Okay, she was just an yeah. actual extrovert. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'd be exhausted. I'm just tired mm-hmm. thinking about it. And <laughs> like she... Like performing and operating? Yes. Like, ah. like, choose one, I don't know. Yeah. In 1929, she opened up Shea Bricktop and mm-hmm. it was at 66 Rue Pigalle. And mm-hmm. her headliner was a young Mabel Mercer, who is someone that I think we should, I'm going to research for another time. I have heard of that name, but I don't know anything. She was, I guess, to become like a cabaret legend. Okay. And I think she was a black English woman. Oh, okay. So, you know, again, here we have Bricktop, Langston, Mabel. Duke, mm-hmm. like she just knows, she, like she can spot these Has the crowd, the talent, yeah. uh-huh. and like they all love her, and she helps them foster them, I guess. And um, known for her signature cigars, always had a cigar. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, I love her. Oh my I God. know, okay. such a fun time. People would go to her place because of her or wherever mm-hmm. she was. They're like, oh, Bricktop's there, we gotta go. It would like she just moth to a flame. She was the flame. And mm-hmm. tons of people would come to her club, including, of course, Cole Porter. We also have um, common guests of Duke and Duchess of Windsor, a.k.a. King Edward VIII, who who abdicated the throne, and his yes, American okay. divorcee wife, Wallace Simpson. Uh-huh. Pablo Picasso, F. Scott Fitzgerald, who, who would write about her club. Mm-hmm. And in one of his short stories, just, you know, all those lovely 1920s. Paris mm-hmm. people types. on the scene. Mm-hmm. Her one of her proteges, aside from Duke and Mabel, was my girl Josephine Baker, mm-hmm. who, according to Jean Claude Baker, one of Josephine Baker's children, he, uh, he said that Bricktop told him that she and his mom had an affair when they were early in their career mm. in Paris. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you talked little, about that in in the Josephine Baker in the yeah. Josephine episode. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, a reminder of this juicy, sexy mm-hmm. little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Cole Porter wrote a song for like her specifically to perform called Miss Otis Regrets, which I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever heard. I've never I, heard it. Well, mm-hmm. I'll see if we can, maybe it's on Spotify or something and I can okay. share it. And Django Reinhardt and Stefan Grappelli wrote a song called Bricktop, which I also want to try and find in chair, which they recorded mm-hmm. in Paris in 1937 and then re-recorded in Rome a couple years later. Oh, um, Fred and Adele Astaire would practice their routines at her club before bringing them to Broadway. Just oh. like yeah, yeah. magic fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is also really interesting. So during her time in Paris, she would write about how Paris was a much better place for women of color than mm-hmm. being in the U.S. Yeah, and maybe better than West Virginia, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, Josephine obviously felt that way, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I guess they must have been published in newspaper or something because it would bring waves of people of color to Paris hoping to oh. find better lives. Like, yeah. All because of the information she was sharing, the words she was writing, and just, like, gave people hope and lots of people better futures in France. Mm-hmm. And she also hosted a radio program in Paris from 1938 to 1939, so just for a year for the French government. So, like, they were probably, you know, like, hey, here's this amazing, interesting woman. we got to capitalize on this. Like, she can mm-hmm. help us out, probably. And then during World War II, she closed Shea Bricktop and moved to Mexico City, where she opened up her mm-hmm. nightclub in 1944. So. I mean. I wish I had more info on those couple yeah. years. Because yeah. a few years later, she returned to Europe and she started the club in Rome called Roman Shebricktop. Okay, nice. <laughs> it was located on Via Veneto and mm. there she entertained Is that like a yes, famous yeah. area, yes. touristy area mm-hmm. or okay. Yeah, it's like a, I think I heard a of shopping it. street. Okay. Yeah. And there she would entertain more famous guests including Elizabeth Taylor, Frank Sinatra, Eva Gardner and Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. So, all okay. the amazing mm-hmm. legend legends. Mm-hmm. Shortly after moving to Rome, this is just a you know fun little story to paint the picture. She receives a call from a man named Amin, who is first secretary to the abdicated king of Egypt named King Farouk. Mm-hmm. And according to Bricktop, um, Amin asked her to for a visit, mm-hmm. and she said, "I am not drinking. I'm in a novena." Which is like she, she. I think she converted to Catholicism kind of later in life, and mm-hmm. she was like deep in like prayer, just like a, like a very spiritual moment. And she was like, "I can't. Okay. Like, you cannot tempt me with drinks. Like, I'm doing my thing, <laughs> even though like okay. I'm running a saloon and nightclub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. you can choose. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I guess. it's really yeah. it's, it's fun. <laughs> so she like is just so interesting to me. And he responded with, well, we're not drinking either, but we're with everybody here at the hotel. They're all talking about you. And my king wants to meet the woman who makes everyone scream when she walks through the door. <laughs> God, Imagine just, asking, yes. like, being asked by a king to yes. come. And you're like, I'm busy. Yeah. And, I can't drink. <laughs> but she and King Farouk established a friendship that lasted for many years. And mm-hmm. she, he would bring her all sorts of extravagant gifts from his travels, like perfume and cigars. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she loved her, her cigars. She loved her, yeah. <laughs> Stogies. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> she also had a professional relationship with Maya Angelou. Mm. And she, um, Angelou wrote about her in one of her books. And she worked at Bricktop's as a singer. Bricktop almost turned her away because she she didn't have an escort for the night. And I guess Bricktop had strict rules about women having escorts. Like, oh. She's, it's so funny that... She's, like, very forward, but, like... Yeah, is also so traditional about some yeah. things. So, in 1961, she retired and closed her club. She was 67 years old. And she said, I'm tired, honey, tired of staying up all night. Yeah. Like, I'm, by 67. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired and I'm yes. not that old. And you've been doing this since, what, you were 16? Like, yeah. take a break. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And she moves back to the U.S. Throughout her life, she continued to perform as a cabaret entertain- entertainer every once in a while, 
well into her 80s. Wow. <laughs> she, um, she did some sort of show at the age of 84 in London and where she proved herself to be as professional and as feisty and as amazing as ever. Wow. I know. Like, she is built different. There's uh-huh. something spectacular about her, it seems. Mm-hmm. And in the 70s and 80s, she starred in a few films as mm-hmm. herself. She, she re- never got married. Uh, she did, actually. Oh, But I okay. kind of, I, I, there wasn't much about him. And, like, yeah, they, they not... separated but never really divorced because she didn't believe in divorce because she was Catholic. So, like, <gasps> yeah. You know, I, I Maybe was Maybe like, it was that Irish... <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess. Inner, yeah. Yeah. I I kind of glazed over that because there I didn't know much about him. Um, okay. Uh, oh, and she, you know, so, so she starred in a few films. She re-recorded some Cole Porter songs, mm-hmm. and she wrote an autobiography. And uh, she Love died in her sleep at her apartment in Manhattan in 1984, age 89. According to James Haskins, who was helped her write her book, he said that he had talked to her friends a few hours before her death. So, you know, always the social butterfly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the story of Ada Bricktop Smith. Wow. A fun, amazing person. Okay, now I need to listen to her songs. I know. I know me too. I, want, and I, need to find I would some... love to read her book. Yes. She knew everyone. Yeah. She probably knows everyone's dirty little secrets because she was running a club. Yeah. Like all hours of the night. Yes. So fun. Just Mm -hmm. what a time. That's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. That was very good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. What Mm -hmm. do you have for me this week? Mini topic. Okay. So um, speaking of uh, French Catholicism. Oh, okay. We're we're switching gears totally. Okay. okay. All right. We are going to talk about an episode of mass hysteria in France. <laughs> I love this stuff. Okay. Okay. Obviously, you know, mass hysteria wasn't really known about. It wasn't researched. It yeah. was this random phenomenon that could yeah. happen. It's probably thought randomly. Of witches or magic. Yeah. Or something. Devil. So in the 1900s, there was a convent in France that one day, one <laughs> nun just started meowing like a cat. <laughs> oh my god, okay. And then shortly after, all of the rest of the nuns started meowing. And they would. I know. <laughs> This is absurd. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I didn't set that up very well. I feel like, you know, it is bizarre. Really wild. Yeah. So they would meow together at a certain time uh, for like hours, why? but like always coming together and doing it. <laughs> and so like the the surrounding neighborhood, you know, they're like Catholic Christian, and they were like. This is the weirdest thing. <laughs> what is going on in that convent? Très and, bizarre. Yeah, très bizarre. <laughs> and so, you know, one day they got sick of it mm-hmm. and reported it to the police. <laughs> and the police were like, we have rods and we'll whip you until you stop. And so basically oh. they like stopped. But oh. it's, they don't know why it happened. They yeah. don't know what happened. One day it started... One day it stopped. 
This is wild. Don't know. Shared psychosis. <laughs> I don't know. I figured this like topic was really small, so I'll just I'll just talk about something else. So this was actually in Germany, and <laughs> this. <laughs> so I guess a German physician. So this was in the 1500s. A German physician is this the was dancing. Su- summon no oh, was I summoned. I know, I know what you're talking about. That's the one in Strasbourg where they just started dancing. Yes. Which I was like, okay, that's like kind of known. Like we yeah. know there was like a weird dancing outbreak, <laughs> and then they like died because they wouldn't stop dancing. <laughs> oh God, I didn't know that. <laughs> but um, but this one is okay. one of the nuns started biting another <gasps> like other fellow nuns, and, and rather than rather yeah rather than start like slapping her they bit her back and they all started biting each other why is it always groups of women hysteria it's the uterus yeah uterus issue yeah it just makes us mad yeah and um so i guess they like there was like an outbreak of biting and it went from so this is in germany and then it went to Holland, and then it went to Rome. How? How does this travel? This is I don't the know. weirdest thing. I don't know. Just mass hysteria. Does it make sense? Like, uh, yeah. no. And so I guess <laughs> re- religious leaders, they were, like, asking people for, like, international prayer. Yeah. And, like, special masses on behalf of these women. And... So, like, prayer didn't work, so they turned to exorcisms. Wow. And so, like, civil authorities, like the police, were like, well, we can't, we can't do exorcisms. We're not, yeah. like, you know, we're priests not authorized. And stuff. So they started flogging and dunking these women in water and, like, Jeez. tried to, we're, like, going, going to, we're going to imprison them. And I guess they just stopped with those. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> just stopped one day. God, this is baffling. <laughs> I've never heard of I these know. two. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, thanks. Meowing and biting. Yeah. Take your pick. Yeah. I'd rather be a part yeah. of the meows than the bites. Me too. I don't <laughs> want I feel like you could get you could get really sick. Yes, for sure. Also, like. Get that infected. Are they real? Like, bite. is it like a. <laughs> A little bite, or is it like breaking the skin? A human being biting you. you. It's just weird. Hmm, Fascinating. Thanks for that. (laughs) There you go. That's good. You know, just a fun little uh, bow or cherry on top. (laughs) (laughs) On brick top. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Do you have a recommendation for me this week? Yes, I do. Okay, so it is a an Instagram follow, and it's Good. this Ukrainian artist, Elizaveta Litukovka, and her Instagram name is Flo Weirdy. Flo Weirdy. That sounds familiar. It's the foot one. The foot one. It's all the foot art. So, like, she'll put, like, banana peels on her feet. Oh, like, yes. Like, a heel. Yeah. Like, in the Fun shape of a heel. Shoes. Or, like, flowers. Okay. Or bread. Love that. Or, you know, she's just, like, a fucking weird weirdo. Yeah. You know? She's, like, <laughs> a true weirdo. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And she's a fun follow, if you have a foot fetish or not. And, um... <laughs> good. That's good. Thanks. Elisaveta. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll link it. Yeah. We love, like, those interesting, unique minds out there. As much as I love, you know, like, all the pretty 
bloggers and like influencers in Paris. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Fucking dime a dozen. I want to see weird Eastern European artists doing weird shit with feet. Yeah, I like that. You know? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Um, What about you? Well, okay. I haven't shut up talking about this one thing, so I thought I should recommend it. The book, Everything I Know About Love by (gasps) Dolly Alderton. Yes. God. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So I devoured it when I was home mm-hmm. for the holidays. Basically read it for four hours on the plane. And it's her memoirs. Of anyone who doesn't know Dolly Alderton, a dating columnist in mm-hmm. London. She has mm-hmm. obviously written this book. She, I think she wrote another book, but this one is her memoir. of. She's a single woman in her 30s just mm-hmm. talking about romantic love, friendship. God, and, I love her. And anyone mm-hmm. who is like close to our age 20s 30s mm-hmm. who has dated i think especially mm-hmm. women this book is so beautiful and will like capture all the feelings that you felt make you remember things even though it's like so- someone you knew for a night or mm-hmm. like the old man mm-hmm. at the pub like mm-hmm. st- random stories like that she shares and mm-hmm. you know, living your first time living with your friends in an apartment mm-hmm. and like what mm-hmm. fun you had and what silly things you talked about and oh my god it was unbelievable one of the best books i've read in mm-hmm. a long time so mm-hmm. so fun so if anyone has a recommendation for a book that sounds like that please tell me mm-hmm. about it because now i just wanted to to like devour things just like this that like mm-hmm. made me laugh it made me cry it was beautiful absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful I highly I like recommend. her podcast too, or like she doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, I know the high low, right? Mm-hmm. Did she? And she's yeah. been on um, sentimental garbage sentimental too. Sentimental garbage, yeah, which I love. She just has a great voice. I love the way she writes. Yeah, it she's was, just our kind of girl, you know. Yeah, just your mm-hmm. friend, just talking mm-hmm. to you about the things that she went has been through, and oh, it was so good. I could reread yeah, it. Yeah, good. I gotta read it. Okay, cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll wrap up with our word of the day. Speaking of dating and, you know, fun stuff like that, um, I have a slang word, uh, French word for guy, and that is mech. Mech. Okay, cute. Mm -hmm. Yes, I Mm -hmm. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. I like it. Mech. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bricktop was one love hell her. of a lady. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll talk Leo's. to you next time. Ciao. Ciao.